With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Nerd Party. I'm Darren Moser. I'm Philip Gilfus. I'm Daniel Pru. And this is City Alpha 3. Hello and welcome to City Alpha 3, a Star Trek podcast here on the Nerd Party. I'm Philip Gilfus, joined by Daniel Prue and Darren Moser. Gentlemen, how has your Star Trek week been? Daniel, how close are we to ending the fabled story of Deep Space Nine? Uh, pretty close, but first, we have to play some baseball with the Vulcans. So <laughs> that's what we're on right now. That episode is quite a curveball. Huh? See what I did there? <laughs> It's like war, war, hey, war, yo. baseball, hollow sweets. I mean, I'm not <laughs> dissing it. It's just, it is a bit of a curve. Yeah. And man, that Vulcan is a real jerk. He's really mean to Cisco, just, just to be mean. But, uh, so I'm excited about it. I love that episode. See, I'd love Cisco to be like, well, it'd be a shame if your ship wasn't able to leave because my dock master, did. like throw some cloud in there, Cisco. Like you're the head of this star base. You can do whatever you want. Well, it's actually it's he could have because um, the the Vulcan he's there because the, his ship needs repairs, so he like literally has to get his warp core overhauled. And Cisco's like, oh, you know, you could go to a Vulcan base to do it if you want. If we're not efficient enough for you, and you know, he's throw so he does throw his weight around a can, little bit. But, can yeah. DS Nine repair warp coils? Because like it was a mining <laughs> ship, like it. Does it have those facilities? Six years ago, Darren. It's been a lot that's happened since then. Okay, okay, that's true. Cargo Bay 3 has been turned into the warp overhaul station. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Darren? What what, uh, track have you gotten up to? Uh, Yeah, just, you know, enjoying uh, new lower decks whenever it comes out. We're we're not quite done yet with this season, but we had the, the great badgy episode of our time. And uh, been enjoying <laughs> hey, my. Hey, you were right. I, I can't right, remember. Darren. I can't even remember what my prediction was. <laughs> Your prediction the... was that they weren't going to be. They weren't. The ships weren't getting destroyed. That they were just getting teleported or moved That's somewhere else. That's right. That's right. And you turned out to be right. Well, because it, it again, it, you know, giant, glowy white shot, and you know, yeah. I like being right. Well, just just say, <laughs> say it again. No, um, but I've also been starting my time on the USS Resolute as I've been continuing that game, and uh, it's I've been enjoying it so far. I'm I'm excited to finish it eventually uh, the next couple weeks, and uh, for us to talk about. How did you all enjoy the return of the binars? <laughs> uh very silly. Um, yeah. Man, what a what an episode though, huh? They brought back every single uh evil creation yeah, I, that they left behind. Yeah. And uh there's a lot going on in that episode. 
Yeah, I was. It was actually intriguing me how because it was getting some complex storytelling about like where is this going to go? Because like I can see the theme that they're picking up all the like the AI. And, but like which it didn't go anywhere per se i don't say that in a disappointing way but like they were kind of building it up you're like what is this gonna you know be at the end here but so. yeah because they i thought they were gonna have a crossover like i thought the badgy stuff was gonna cross over with the with the other thing and they never did and i'm like oh okay now we have good g and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the other say guy. say me and you know, <laughs> yeah I, uh, I mean I lo- I like lower decks, but it is, and and this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like it's starting to spend a lot of time on its own stuff. If you kind of know what I mean, like like oh, this season's got the badgie episode because we always have a badgie episode, and this season's got the peanut hamper episode because we always have the peanut hamper. And I'm not saying I don't like these characters and I don't like them being referred to, but I like lower decks best when it is showing me like we go to DS9 or we go over here or we go to like spend a day on Riza or something. I, I enjoyed those moments more uh, like the in-depth look into the pack lid they did or the, you know, the doctor, you know, Carol Freeman reprogramming the sentient, you know, planet computer Again, like we have room for both. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying sometimes I feel we're getting these moments and I understand wanting to play in the Lower Decks universe, but Lower Decks is playing in the Star Trek universe. And when it plays in the Star Trek universe, I, I like it best. Uh, like I would be fine if we never saw Badgie again. Like I think the Badgie story is kind of done. It's it's like, like Peanut Hamper. It's like... They feel like they're resurrected at the 11th hour from the last time we saw them. And it's like, nope, that story is not done. Here they're back. So, I mean, what do you guys think? That's kind of my opinion. But do you guys feel the same way? Well, I've got bad do- news. I've got bad news for you, Darren, because uh, Badgie is everywhere all at once now. So uh, he's, yeah. he's going to be in every episode from now on. So Why is it smiling? What does it know? <laughs> Um, and, and Badgie's always alive because it's the uh, phone uh, app game on on Lower Decks game. Uh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I'm always seeing Badgie. All right. Well, uh, this week um, is New York uh, Comic Con um, with all the Star Trek stuff. And I say that. I don't think there's actually been any he- major headlines, which, you know, considering the actor strike is still on, you can't expect too much. Um, the writer strike has ended, so that's allowing some things. I think the only sort of headlines, if you will, was that pre-production is beginning on Starfleet Academy, untitled. Um, well, there's another big headline: is Prodigy is going to Netflix? That that's huge. That wasn't. Uh... That's true. That oh was yeah. Not, well, that was not from New York Comic Con. <laughs> that was, no, uh, yes. because yes. that's that's uh paramount's not going to talk about that <laughs> they're they're not going to say that in their panel they're gonna that's gonna be a footnote but uh yeah with season yeah. one is moving over and then season two will drop uh at some point i think next year um so yeah it's found a home i don't know if it was the airplane flying over or the letter writing campaign but uh i think we want to see more of this so it's going to be interesting and 
I don't know if you guys have followed this. I haven't gone too deeply into it. I've just seen it out there in the Star Trek ether. Um, but I'm curious to know where it's uh, the the thought behind it that Mike McMahon, if I'm saying his name right, um, from Lower Decks that we've just been talking about, he's kind of putting out like a yellow alert, like oh like, yeah. You saw what happened to Prodigy. This may happen to Lower Decks. I don't know if, I mean, other than Paramount is always in danger, I suppose. But just like, you don't, you know, you don't hear like the uh, Strange New Worlds guys and women, I don't know who saying it, but you see Mike saying, hey guys, just be, you know, keep, keep supporting actively Lower Decks because you never know what tomorrow will bring. Yeah, I, it would feel to me like Lower Decks would be the the least concerned i feel like it'd be the cheapest to produce so i'm just so i, I can see a, a case for prodigy because it's not doesn't have a huge reach and it's it's you know 3d animation but you're applying logic daniel these are not <laughs> you can't apply logic Showbiz. to studio executive decisions because apparently I just, there is yeah, none you're right i can't i guess but I, I i just hope you know he's just doing it out of an abundance of caution it's not something that we'll see come to pass but uh because man the home of star trek really they're gonna have to change their uh, <laughs> They're really gonna have to. No more their... Mount Paramount. You That's don't right. get to be there. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. well, one of the other, I don't know, news. I'm, it was I, I you know, I, the headlines kind of mushed together between what's actually announced and rumor and whatever. But certainly, the like of of Star Trek is that uh, Section Thirty One is wink still in development, whatever the blank that means. Um, uh, so, yeah, there. So, I thought what we would talk about, because, you know, I think it's fair to say the three of us were not overly excited when, I don't know, five years ago, how long was it at this point? Um, Section 31 series was announced. Um, and then a year ago, year and a half ago, uh, it was sort of course corrected to, ah, we said series. We meant TV movie event. Um, and then the strike happened, and then, you know, sort of like Michelle Yao got her uh, Emmy, right? And then Oscar. Um, Oscar? Sorry, Oscar. Um, yeah, and then, for Crazy Rich Agents, right? No, no, nope. for uh, everything for, all at once. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, and yeah so, she's a big which, name now, yeah. But I mean, she, in the press, she, what little I had read, she still seemed like she was interested in still being involved. Um, so I'm sure she has a schedule, but anyway, all that to say, blah blah blah, strike ish over. The I mean, the same rumors that are saying Star Trek Four is still happening is is about as much <laughs> as I yeah. put into Section Thirty One is still well, happening. And now Discovery's um, wrapping up, so like we all assume this show is going to be, you know, at least well back when it was a show that it was going to be at least parallel with. See, you know, Star Trek Discovery, and now it's a TV movie that might happen after it. It's yeah, because it sounds like Starfleet Academy is now going to be what you're saying is now going right. to be the, the Discovery, the next sequel. show, the yeah. next. I mean, we we they don't have favorites, but they have favorites. Uh, that's you know, just Academy's going to be the next front show, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Or I don't know, maybe Stranger Worlds will take that title. I don't, I don't know. It's a possibility. Know, be interesting. So, so all that to say, I thought we would <laughs> who's talk the, about... Who's the Voyager show? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> which one of you is DS9? Which one of you is Voyager? And I don't even know what that means, you know. <laughs> um, you, know what, you know what that means. <laughs> well, I, you know, there's DS9 is the, the show that nobody is watching that is, you know, I'm hand-quoting better, um, and Voyager is 
where all the support it was you know that's what right. it was at the time right. <laughs> uh, but anyway. um so yeah so i thought we'd talk about what you know phaser to our head if we have to pitch a section 31 movie for 2024 we're not going to do series we're going to do tv movie event whatever the heck that means 90 minute um you know, on paramount plus so we exactly. have to. We don't have a choice. We can't we say we, pass. No choice. Okay. It's, it's basically right. like... Uh, we will delete all of Star with... Trek from Paramount if you don't pitch us this movie. That is the threat. <laughs> it, it's basically like Star Trek Enterprise with Rick Berman. Like, we're going to make it whether you're involved or not. So we do it or someone else does it. So gotcha. we're going to do okay. Section 31 or else, you know, God knows what we'll do. Um, so so yeah, I'm so... naming mine The End of Section 31. <laughs> Uh, there we go. That's, Ooh, it. Uh, that's the movie. <laughs> I'm interested. Already intrigued. Yeah. Um, I, we're not. There's no uh, requirement that we have to base it around um, the Giorgio character, as they were going to do, are going to do, may go to do. You know. Um. So anyway, but anyway, so I I don't know. So initial thoughts. You know, what do you th- when you say when we say section thirty one now. Yeah, other than negative stuff but like what what, do you, what even brings to mind now yeah like, i mean what era would you like what you know yeah and i think that's a good question philip because i was starting to you know when you told us this topic and after we rolled our eyes um you know i started to think like okay section 31 is is put into star trek by the writers for a reason and it's like they're trying by interpretation is they're trying to say and this is like berman era kurtzman era like all all, section 31 is you know to have utopia you have to have a dark side because you're human there has to be some you know person behind the curtain that is doing the things that still need to be done to sustain utopia now granted i would like to believe that that is not needed but that's the direction you know they they went and so you have this secret with badges that everybody recognizes organization uh <laughs> that is protecting the federation against its will kind of you know so okay so i'm like okay so if that's what section 31 is i'm like so what nowadays what kind of story would we tell that is a you know we're doing this for your own good kind of story and and does the story become maybe we it made me think of like paradise lost and um uh what's the other one you know the other one the other that two party home front where you know i think that one you know i like that story structure of everyone's like oh yeah like starfleet's doing great they're there's a person on every corner and I feel so safe, but it's not earth anymore. And so I, I, I guess I, what I'm saying is I kind of started to lean into what if the story was more about, you know, section 31 kind of fading away or, or uh, us realizing making the star Trek choice instead of the, you know, 20th century, 21st century choice of, We'd rather have our utopia with its flaws than have this, you know, Section 31 Gustapo that uh, is, is quote unquote, protecting it. You know, I don't know. Maybe so, like, basically, that 
story we get in DS9, but bigger and with Section 31 was kind of my initial thought. What about I, you, I, yeah. I, I thought... But I think that's a good idea. But um, I also thought maybe you could use this as um, uh, a, a Bashir vehicle. Like you bring B- Bashir back. Ooh. Um, and maybe, Bashir. Yeah. And he, he could, you know, you know, he's been doing whatever he's been doing for the past 30 years or whatever. And then uh, and he's he's had no contact with Section 31. And then they come back and maybe through him, uh, these sort of events take place that way. uh you know, I don't know. Just uh, tying it back to old Star Trek in any way I could, and I figured that might be. So we're making a Bashir and O'Brien buddy cop movie because <laughs> I'd be true. here be for fun. that. Because <laughs> they were the time. most involved <laughs> involved in Section Thirty One of really any characters. Um, this sort of Blues Brothers meets Section Thirty One. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like that. We I got like a shuttle. We got a full dilithium chamber. We're on a mission from the Great Bird of the Galaxy. <laughs> I mean, there is always the possibility of the spinoff um, awaiting uh, the other Boimler, uh, who because that's how his story ended. If you remember. <laughs> oh yeah, man, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> um. But no, I, I like yours. So okay, I like that. That's, all right. If if we agree. So it's a Star Trek Bashir. That doesn't have to be the name. It's a placeholder, which means it'll it'll be the name. Um, <laughs> but it's just the movie event, TV movie. So it's not yeah. a series. It's just yeah. Al- Alexander said I can do it, but not a whole series. And we're like, yeah. that's fine. Good for us. He's like, I've got three weeks this time. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll film that. Yeah, and then Colum uh, is the you know surprise that we didn't know he was going to be in the movie, but oh, it's going to be a. You know, buddy movie, even better. And he comes back to, they're all, you know, old as dirt, you know, much, much older than we last saw them, but we, we, we still want it. In, in, and I know you're not pitching this high, uh, or this idea you can take, to, but like in the way that they usually do these stories now, it would be Molly instead of Chief O'Brien. So like Bashir gets, you know, is paired up with Molly O'Brien now. <laughs> Yeah, we don't. Yeah, know that. no, I mean, <laughs> that's what, see that she can be there, she can yeah. participate, but she doesn't have to be uh, in place of Chief O'Brien. I mean, if you want to make it DS Nine the movie, which is basically what we're doing, um, you could have uh, you know Jake and Molly represent the younger generation, and because uh, you know they're still older, but they're not. Jake's probably like in his fifties by now. I know you say younger. Oh, is he? <laughs> Oh man, you're probably right. Still younger. You want to do, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you could do um um what was the son's name? Oh, uh, Yoshi. Uh, Yoshi as well. Oh, oh yeah, and didn't uh Cassidy have another child? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. From the other Cisco. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> I mean, I can't remember his name, but you know, I know he exists. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he is a uh, one quarter profit. So. That's right. Oh, That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. I think at the. I mean, joking. It's kind of like, oh no, but I, I see what you're saying, though, Philip. It's kind of like um, in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like, you know, it's, exactly. It you bring back the old characters a bit, but it's still the driving force of the story is new or younger, uh, for better or for worse. Yeah, 
but we don't need that, right? We don't, <laughs> like for Ghostbusters, they do that because they think we can make a bunch of sequels. Daniel, did you see C- series three of Picard where they brought in a new Picard? <laughs> Yeah, uh huh. I did. Yep. Did you, did you see that? <laughs> I, okay. I sure did. Star Trek did Legacy is based on the young Picard. <laughs> we don't need to do that. Is my point. I'm kind of. <laughs> I, it's kind of tropish, and I'm sort of sick of it. So I say, you can have some characters. You know, if it's just gonna be a movie, you don't even need that many characters, right? Yeah. You don't even need a younger generation. They got a little shuttle. Them. They had an old Goddard class runabout. Old runabout. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, Rio Grande has to see one more. <laughs> it's always the Rio Grande. It's got the little spoiler on top, uh, so you can tell which one it is. Uh, which I forget was that a like a sensor or a, a torpedo launch? I can't remember what that even was. Yeah. The thing on top, it's a sensor. Yeah, it's a sensor. Uh, sensor they, were all, they all had a special thing, like the Antikian, yeah. I think, had the torpedo launcher. I can't remember. They all had different ones. Yeah. Well, it, I'm, although I am thinking, I mean, this is weird, but um, because the Arrow Wing Arrow Shuttle had the same set for obviously cost saving purposes, if, if we want to go full bore, forget the. Um, I mean, I know we'll probably do the Rio Grande because it makes the most sense. But if we're going full crazy, they break in to the Voyager Museum and steal the Arrow Wing out of it. And that becomes our main ship just for the absurdity of it. No. Okay. okay. Rio Grande makes way more sense. Take the Rio Grande. Uh, Okay. So is it. So when is this set? I mean, obviously past. Uh, post nemesis, I know, but like how past? Like, are we like Picard season three post or like pre Picard? Have the AI's uh, uprising happened yet? Um, because there are, I mean, there are issues in, I'm not saying you have to do Picard, but I'm saying there are issues in Picard that section 31 would play with. And then if, if our goal as creating the series is to kill it off, or at least for a while, because Cronenberg and Discovery seems like he might be. You know, the 32nd version of Section 31. Yeah, oh, yeah that's right. Um, but anyway, but to kill it off for a while, I guess, what, what event are we kind of going to get a marry with here? It doesn't have to be the big galaxy event, because, you know, Section 31, it will probably be killed by something stupid in the end. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, this is why I hate them doing those events, because, like, because if they wrote it, they would ignore it. But we want to somehow justify it. Like, like oh, well, if it's post-season three Picard... They're going to have to talk about the fact that, you know, all these kids died and the board right. almost took over everything. Right. And but they would just ignore it. If they, they just would make something else that's universe ending and new up and then they would just ignore it. So I don't know what we should do. Ooh. I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like making it set now, quote unquote now, as in like all the actors from TNG are their age now. So. That's Picard, though. Right, right. But, but what I'm saying is, like, the deep um, Bashir and O'Brien are the same age as right. they were. You know, this is the same age difference, so the, the same, time would be roughly the yeah. same. Well, they're the same yeah. age. Like, they're from the same generation as the next-gen era. So, like, right. they they all aged at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So it would have to be roughly. I mean, we could obviously, you know, go five or ten years either way with it. Right. But, yeah, I don't know what the inciting incident would be that would that would cause the downfall of section 31. I, I mean, I think this is very obvious and I'll, I'll talk about something else. So two choices. Here's the obvious one. It's very, as you say, cliche, 
um, assassination or attempted assassination of the Federation president. Um, this would be okay. to explore Federation government, which you don't have to do. Ooh, um, or it could be like, you know, a council member, if you don't want to feel like that's too trippy. Um, Ambassador of something, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I, Basically, I, Archduke Ferdinand of the stars, you know. <laughs> and and if we want to kind of embrace the initial Patrick Stewart contract of non-Starfleet, I'm not saying we have to be like, you know, how he was, but like, we're going to be more civilian government than Starfleet. So it's not like, oh, they were assassinated the Admiral. or the, You know, it's we'll go with, like, the council right. member or the president, and we're sticking with that, and we're going to see, like, domestic people. That's true. Like, or it, even if it is an attack on the president, like, does Starfleet even have jurisdiction in that? Like, that's the – that's like saying, you know, the army is going to investigate the attack no we have the secret service we have our own division that is a civilian division well not really civilian but um and what is the most secret service but section 31 no wait so no in this scenario are we saying that section 31 is the one attempting these assassinations okay all right intrigue 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 intrigue. we're gonna start (laughs) the movie without knowing that fact and we'll figure it out in post because that's what i'm sure we would do it has to be a thriller if you're doing section 31 it has to be a thriller you know because i think it is it has to be the so there was an assassination attempt and then and then he the president's gonna do some i'll leave it up to you well i'm thinking okay let's say he is assassinated then and then it's and then the our story takes place between that event and the swearing in of the new president, which we're worried. Are they involved in this or are they just a, a person? And so, like you said, Philip, you know, that's the intrigue. You know, we have to discover, you know, are they a, a plant? Do they have, is there, are they in the pocket of section 31 or are they just a good person? And they just, this ha- they came about from this terrible thing. Or are they a change hit? A or hit triangle to choose if you support <laughs> this. Uh, oh man, you have so many hard decisions to make. I mean, because I, and again, this is a little too involved for. But I mean, the thing is, like, we're assuming. Oh, there must obviously be a vice president. What if there isn't? What if like if the president dies, it's like then the you know executive council elects a new president. Like, I mean, that's sort of the intrigue because then there's candidates, and then which one does Section Thirty One suspect? Or right. is which one is a Section 31 candidate? Because I think this is, Bashir somehow gets involved in his new role. So sort of- do you think we maybe see it from a Section 31 view? Like we have some new character that's a mid-level whatever in Section 31 who yeah. believes he's in Section 31. Yeah, yeah. It, but but he's still and, – and so it shows like Section 31 isn't this all-knowing, all-powerful entity. Like Before it still Molly has to do – oh, gosh. How we got it could you. be it could be a section thirty one agent that is defecting, and he knows that Bashir did not like section thirty one so he brings yeah. this information to him, and that's why they decided is, is Bashir to like the about. head of Starfleet Medical or something It feels like they're always the head of Starfleet Medical you know <laughs> when, when we get to them. He's not qualified. He's disqualified from being oh. head of Starfleet Medical oh because yeah. of uh, because Bashir- the, the artificial engineer engineering yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be interesting because I mean this is going deep in the woods. Again, if when are we setting this? But anyway, because I would think after the um Android ban, the synth ban, yeah, it, it doesn't affect per se, but I think it doesn't help to then be a known genetically engineered person. Yeah, right. You know, like tensions are high. You are other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't like you. So he may yeah. have had to find. Yeah. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He may have had to find another, even if this is after Picard season three, the events of the preceding, you know, See, 10 years. He turned the Rio Grande kind of into like way. a clinic ship and he's flying it around from planet oh, to planet doing like the best. Heck yeah. And, but it's like, yeah. it's not the Pasteur. It's not a hospital ship. It's literally a clinic ship. Uh, and he's turned he the like back the into, so, yeah. and he, he's turned the back of it into like his little surgical suite. And like, I can actually see him doing that. And the ship is big enough to support that. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I, there could be a little joke on how he's now practicing frontier medicine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to think the frontier is DS9. Oh boy. That was <laughs> the, the main city. You know, when you leave the cities, that's the real frontier. Um, Ooh, I yeah. would love. Oh, if we want to kind of integrate, again, it doesn't have to be a big detail, but as a detail, maybe he's um, especially concentrating on Romulan refugee areas. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Brings in Keep that, that in. card season one, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's like, okay, you scattered the Romulans all over these planets, but they, so I'm going to just go from planet to planet and city to city and help. And, uh, and he's, there's some sort of sign painted on the side of his runabout because the thing can land but it's one of those signs that's like a romulan sign where it basically means like this is this person is to be trusted we've within the romulan community have vetted him like you know some sort of thing like that where he's he's not viewed as starfleet he's viewed as like a healer a helper you know we're gonna we're gonna trust him uh i think uh, I was going to ask what what is O'Brien up to? Is he still teaching? I'd love yeah, him to course. still be a teacher He's at professor. the academy, Professor like O'Brien. He would, he would have retired as quickly as he could have. He is retired. Like but not we like need... He's happy retired. No, 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 He's no, no. Miserable wait, wait, retired. wait. He's still He's in happy it retired. because if you're if you're a teacher, then your kid gets in free or some silly thing that's still around. So like Molly, Do they have like two Mo- more kids, after and then Molly's kid, like he's just still teaching because it it puts her to the front of the list. I don't know. I mean, that's silly because it's not you know. Starfleet, I feel like he, but... he still does have to be in because he's like sounds... an adjunct at best. You know. No, you know what I would love for him to be. Like he's like has, super tenured. He has you know, no, Booth, but he's Booth like the, not. But yes, because <laughs> he he's chosen to be. I mean, again, this is the future. There is no um status, right? He'd rather just be poking around now that he's an old man. I'm just, I just keep the academy up. I'm just the caretaker. Well, I, okay. I, yeah, I was head of chief of engineering school, and then I just do this now. Just, sure, you know, yeah, that's fine. He's happy. That's fine. So he's the new Boothby. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then you could have he's like the maintenance um, dude. If something breaks down at Starfleet Academy, he's, he's the one that goes and takes care so of it. So he's, he's like running the boiler in the old room. <laughs> in the old dorm. Yeah. He's happy. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, that's someone's got to do it. And apparently since we don't have sense anymore to do the menial tasks of boiler maintenance. Everyone's always blowing up that bridge. Um, he always has to fix stuff. Nah. Well, and actually that would, that kind of leads into if we had some younger people to help drive the story, they could just be cadets 
in the academy and it it'd be fun if they had kind of that realization of like oh you are the miles o'brien like you 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 mind the wormhole you shrunk down to the like all these crazy things he says like yeah yeah you know but um, <laughs> you know some transporter part is named after him now i don't, like, yeah. I don't know what it does oh, some yeah. part is named after everybody just calls him chief around campus so yeah. Nobody, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a big bush beard and, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's got to start with a big beard big, big giant beard and or both him and Bashir have Belt. giant beards and when they when they yeah when they cross each other they're like let's go shave like this is this is not a good look <laughs> yeah because uh, i can feel like if, if you this is trope but it's, there's a reason why it's a, a trope um i feel like Bashir would have like a younger obviously younger than him romulan nurse you know and that's that's his sort of sidekick. yeah keeping you him along to talk to. yeah and then yeah and then are we uh we uh, we may be forgetting someone that might might uh unless we don't want to include her for some particular reason. But, <laughs> Are we uh, not including Keiko at all? No, Is that what you're saying? Not, or you saying that? Have to, she'd have to be there. She, she would have to be there, I think. Oh, you're talking about Ezri. I'm talking about Ezri, yeah. Ah, it didn't work out. It was yeah, it was a one season <laughs> fling. Uh, <laughs> three years, but still doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah, does, yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine. I'm fine. She I'm okay made. She went into botany, and O'Brien's yeah. like, "I feel you. I get she's off on some planet learning <laughs> about plants. <laughs> Counseling thing didn't work out. Well, I, and again, I don't. Or, like, I know none of us. Gosh, sorry, no, no. I just think. I mean, not that we can include her. We just we kind of laugh it off. But like, honestly, it kind of makes sense if it was a husband wife team clinic. He's doing the medicine and she's counseling Romulans who lost their planet. Like they're not doing well. I, I, I would think it again. I'm not for the like, you know, in the future, everyone's miserable. But if in the storyline that Bashir or O'Brien must suffer, that is the rule. <laughs> but Bashir kind of self-exiled during the yeah. synth ban. And so that may have broken them up either. But he left her to protect or you know because i i can't be part of this society anymore you know you could do that again i don't I don't want him to be miserable but that's a little bit of a you know realistic thing in this well, world, and it kind of plays I, into just like picard just like the sense and all that like the romul the destruction of romulus is a major event like it changes a lot and so we could see how does it change bashir and i think um, a lot of people had to make choices about Oh, do you stay with sorry. Starfleet that's not protecting them, or do you, you know, like Picard, resign and do do your own thing? I, I'm I I now know why O'Brien is the groundskeeper and doesn't care anymore because Starfleet shifted to the cookie cutter assembly program and made the cut and paste <laughs> fleet, and he's like, you know what, I'm out. I'm just, you know, this we're not so even, boring. we're I not even, them, you better not network all those things. Together. Yeah, you better not. I told them. I told them. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then it's kind of like a wink and a nod is like, you know, to the fans, like, yeah, we know this wasn't a good, like, this is what we had to do to, to get the shot done. Uh, you don't use board technology. <laughs> just, you just don't. Don't tell that to seven. <laughs> or chain yeah, she'd that's probably agree that's why Voyager's a museum and not an active vessel anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just couldn't get it all out of there hey, look the one day we set up the museum all the all the Borg stuff went crazy so imagine <laughs> but uh, well, uh, what I do can you, see the what connection do you think? 
I was just say, what do you think, Daniel? Like, how how is how's the story going? Is it are we? Do we need some corrections? Are, are some you on board going. with? Uh, that was yeah. good. I, I like I like uh, sort of the setup. Um, so whatever inciting incident happens, Bashir's off doing his own thing. He's not in Starfleet anymore, and he goes. And he needs something from 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 O'Brien, somebody he can trust. Right. So he goes back, and they 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 get together and then they go off and do their thing. And code word is Waterloo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, the code word is Sloan. Oh, there you Ooh. go. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's, too we're not much. bringing him in. We're just, we're, he's, he, I, you say that. You no, say that. I'm no. not saying he's alive, but like there could be a hologram of something. Uh, I thought of that too, but no, I don't want, like, I have all the memories of Salone and holograms. Like, no, rec- no. Well, I'm in a recording. I didn't mean like a, you know, EMH <laughs> or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, because, because like Darren said, I want it to be like, like, because, because <laughs> well, no, just because, I, you know, I want it to be an ideological victory. Like, yeah. I, I want Section 31 to be defeated ideologically uh, because we want that Star Trek utopia. I, so I want, like, it to be the character of Bashir and O'Brien, like, their optimism and mm. their hope that, like, beats it. So I don't want it to be – I don't know how you do that exactly. We well, but, up. like, we were talking about the, you know – we have a section 31 character who is involved. And I think the ideological win could be them choosing to not be with section 30. Like if everybody in section 31 eventually just realize that this is not the way that is how you beat section 31 is it has to self terminate. You can't blow it up or, you know, uh, although now I kind of want to see like, you know, oh, I mean, she's Listen, dead. Darren, she's dead they can blow point, up a lot of things in Star Trek. Uh, I'm not sure true. if you're aware. Of that's it. true. Um, oh, well, and, and I think with the rough outline I'm thinking, and I don't have to be married to it, but at least to get it going, it's like the assassination, whether successful or not, you know, it doesn't matter to me, happens, you know, enough to shake. You'll know, say it's successful because, like I said, that's cool. Because yeah, I still think it's, yeah, so I think that the in between agent, the death and the new one, that's the time window of our story. So. And then that agent seeks out Bashir because Bashir, it was such a close part of Section 31, but it's not a part of it anymore. So he's sort of like a middle part. So he goes to Bashir as the only person. And then, you know, with some evidence or data or something. And then it goes to a point where O'Brien, bizarrely, and Daniel, you can back me up, was also (laughs) an intel agent. Because he went on that right, yeah. weird ass, sorry, random. That's weird one episode thing, but yeah. 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 So yeah. technically, O'Brien has Intel credentials or, or access. And of course, he was with Julian during the Sloan incident. And so that's yeah. sort of like something trips that. Like Julian's like, well, I need, I need Miles because he's the only what person. What if um, the president was assassinated while visiting a Romulan refugee camp Ooh. on some planet? Is that going to inflame, you know? Yeah, so and that's yeah, yeah. why Bashir's there. He's there because he's on his USS clinic runabout. Um the the Rio wait, clinic. Is, is like Rio Grande like penciled over with <laughs> USS Medical. No, it's 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 Rio Grande dot like M D or something. Um <laughs> like that's what, that's like the, that's the title like, of the there you go, that's the show. Rio right. Grande. Oh, that's yeah. a terrible name. It's a terrible it's name. It's like Quincy M D, right? <laughs> oh man. But uh, or just yeah the or the Starfleet like Chevron's been crossed out and they've just painted like a medical symbol like over everything. It's just 
It's like blue and have medical <laughs> tricorder will travel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like that. Cause then that's, you know, it's, he's the president's not at Starfleet headquarters or wherever um, he's not in Paris. He's out. Cause totally seems like a thing a president would do, you know, is going and checking on the refugees and then he gets killed. And it's like, that's not a good thing, but it's probably a bomb, you know, cause that way it's not like we can point to who killed them. We don't know why and who. Because the the stereotype section thirty one would would be glad about the fall of Romulus because it's a, a power off the board, right? The Federation can take over, quote unquote. You know, yeah. Who knows their nefarious agenda? Yeah. yeah, they could be seeking to just further destabilize the situation. You know, um, yeah, that makes sense. Because I think the ending that I and, and not literally but figuratively the ending I want is especially in a post Picard world. Um, is Starfleet or the Federation, and again, not membership like we talked with the Frangi, but hey, we need to help these refugees. We abandoned them, but now we know better. We learned our lesson, you know, and then that's, you know, our strength is not in, not in a political area, is not in, you know, ignoring refugees, but is in helping these, you know, and then making them part because, I mean, I mean, from just a real, real politic is like, look, we don't want them to be like, hate us and grow up and be terrorists and like you know it's better to like take care of them now <laughs> you know it's you funny know. i i just i don't know why i, I just made the connection we're basically describing the story of winter soldier like it's there's a lot of allegories of like this is what shield was meant to be okay. you know this is what starfleet was meant to be is like not the police of the galaxy but helping and and yeah and and maybe starfleet feels bad about the fact that they feel like they dropped the ball on on this particular humanitarian mission of saving romulus because they didn't like i feel like a a way to like tie that together and make it like a really strong victory like a way that you could say that they defeated section 31 would be like Starfleet to acknowledge the existence of them and mm. also accept responsibility for their actions. Yeah. So, and Bring say that the hey, these guys are, these guys are real. They're part of us and we need to take care of it. Like, this is not something that we're going to tolerate any longer. Um, you can like have that sort of a thing, like, and be like, these guys are the reasons that we've been such jerks to you, but you know, we have to accept responsibility. As and well. maybe that's the new, the person being elected as, or, or uh, sworn in as president. Like that's her. I'm, I don't know it's her, but that's their, you know, um, that's their thing that they've said, like behind closed doors or like when I'm brought into power, the first thing I'm doing is, is shedding the light on section 31 and, and they're like, oh, wait, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah, can't do that. Can't do that. It could be a, and this is maybe too complicated. Um, and that stand- president is Molly O'Brien. No, there you <laughs> <No>! go. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, um, what you But like they could, well, I was just say the platform of this new person, you know, candidate, um, is rechartering the Federation. In other words, mm. literally taking out section Make 31 Starfleet better again i'm just kidding i had to <laughs> like redoing the charter i mean not just because of that but that could be one of the things right is that right literally no, take it literally out of the no charter section 31 yeah. oh that's a good point because then they're like but 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 we're in the ch- we're right there nope we took that out oh 
oh, okay. But how are we going to recruit people if we can't point to that and say, look, we're totally supposed to be here? We're just going to fiddle around. It'll be Section 84 now just because of how we're reading <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Section 31 Accords, you know, all that we stuff. Re- but... Different color badges now. But, like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah, because I, I can see – because I think that goes to a lot of our – Everyone's or many people's like it's the Federation tool, which I don't think it is, but I think there is argument that it needs to reborn, reborn, a little tinkering, you know, to the to the uh, two hundred year old, however old it is at this point, charter that maybe. No, I like that. I like that, Um, and yeah, and it gets it's a smaller story, like it's a big event, but we're just on one planet, maybe a couple planets, but like we're mostly on this refugee planet with Bashir and O'Brien and the. And the new, you know, we're, we're seeing, we're jumping around because we see the, there's like three stories going on. There's the, the, the candidate who's trying to become the new president. There's the section 31 junior officer that's has doubts and there's oh, Bashir and O'Brien trying to do good and everything swirls around those three. And at the end, the runabout is leading. Um, and then suddenly the section 31 fleet comes. And then at the last oh, minute, gosh. the copy and paste Starfleet fleet. Uh, or we could answer. We always have to answer that, a question. That. So the runabout could. I thought you were going to say leading a ship, and it was the. Um, it's the Enterprise E, and we see what happened. What did you do, Worf? <laughs> what did you do? No, no space battles. There's uh, going to be zero space battles in this one. Yeah, one little space battle with the runabout. That'd be oh, that. Yeah, what you, what you, do, you know, it could be in the middle. It could be in the middle, and it's only one ship versus one ship, and no fleets are getting detonated. No, you no, know, we haven't seen runabouts move up and yeah. down. It's always just flat. Like those runabouts are the heaviest, bottomest heavy ship I've ever yeah. seen. They do not ever wiggle any. Like the Enterprise D has done backflips at this point. Like, no, but seriously, like, if the if the other ship is bigger, you know, the runabout should work on the fact that it is so small and maneuverable. It could fly. It, it's so close it can fly so close to it and, and through the superstructure and right before uh, it does it he's ever at the helm says now you see why they call them runabouts <laughs> <laughs> got a runabout for more you could walk about you know the, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the dramatic space battle will happen against the vengeance a or b or c yes. whatever you want to oh, flagship <laughs> yeah it's like it's a kilometer long. And, you know, <laughs> How come that ship is all black? I don't understand. Uh, oh no, it's, it's evil <laughs> from the Jupiter station. I know it could be that one ship deep. from Picard. Uh, I forget the name of it, but the one that was uh, hit by Rose Shuttle that looked pissed when it got back up. <laughs> like oh. you know, that was an interesting class with the po- deflector pod beneath it. Um. but yeah yeah and i think and obviously there's more that we did it's about because again it's so big and again winter Winter soldier might be a good thing to watch um to to get inspiration because like how how is bashir and at all going to like out everyone Right, because um, it has to be the things like you know, you know, everyone's black badges suddenly decloak everywhere across the <laughs> Federation. <laughs> oh my god! Well, oh maybe god, he does it's you, it. It's you. It's but you. that's the thing. That's the same. Like, there's no kill stroke. There's no magical button to push. It has to come from within, and so he has to. He can't destroy Section Thirty One. It has to be through the government and through choices. Um, 
Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a little too far, but like maybe that Section 31 agent we follow, like maybe there are other agents like them that are kind of starting to doubt it and they're not as brainwashed as we think. And and so from within, there's a faction that is like, no, I've I've I was given this gun and told to point it or phaser, sorry, given mm-hmm. this phaser and told to point it at the Federation's head. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Because I don't think that's the way to do it. Now, obviously, in their recruiting, like their goal is to only recruit people who do believe that. But I have to imagine some people are changing their minds. Yeah, Darren, it makes me think a lot about the Psychor. Yeah, it's, it's very great. It like, kind of are, is. Yeah. There's a real reason to have it. Yeah. But then there's the people who abuse it, it to the Gustavo, yeah. you know, and then, you know, true believers versus, you know. No, that's a really good analogy of a really good show. So. So, yeah. Yeah. Any other? I mean, we have it pretty loaded. Is there any like five second cameos that you would love to pull out of nowhere? <laughs> uh, we could do a Jake. You know, I don't know how it fits in, but we could do it. I mean, it's basically the DS9 movie, right? Like we've, uh, we've all <laughs> agreed like this. Is... I was thinking like early on and then I dropped the idea that you could get Garrick involved somehow, but maybe just a cameo from Garrick. Yeah, he would take over. So He's on a screen at some point, and they call him, and that's it. He's never actually in the same place as them. He he knows somebody. Well, or maybe they <laughs> oh, that- call him, and they're like, well, you were able to topple the Obsidian Order, so how do we do that with ours? <laughs> I mean, that like, would just be the perfect moment. Is there a moment. playbook? Bashir's like, oh, oh, I know. I promised myself I would never yeah. make this call. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Bistolian. It's like, my dear doctor. I don't even and Morn. Morn's got to show up somewhere. Yeah, I don't even know how Cardassia is in the 25th century. Like, We don't know. We yeah. haven't heard anything about Cardassia. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing they're like a democracy at some point by now. Like, Damar's death and... and yeah. No, but I mean, like, he inspired that political change. Um. But that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe it's like the Cardassian Republic at some right now or something like that. Which, I mean, <laughs> it was a union before, so I don't sounds, know what's really different about that. Sounds Centauri. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know other... I mean, again, we're talking about God blow to destroy Section 31. Just have Cisco come back and, you know, Q-snap his way with the profit <laughs> powers. And I don't know. Um, yeah, I think you can have fun with lines. You don't have to actually show, like... Oh, uh, do we need to talk to General Kira over it? No, we can't bother her. You know, like how, yeah, I don't know. Right, <laughs> First Minister Kira, or something. She's got some. Yeah, yeah. No. So guess what? Yesterday, the the Bajoran government's finally the government. They're not provisional anymore. Yay! It's been <laughs> it's been tw- it's been twenty years. You know, it took that long. Uh, now in the second phase of membership entry. Yeah. Jeez. I think the Ferengi you know are ahead of them at this we point. Thought, yeah, we thought they were uh, they were t- dragging their feet, but when they heard Ferenginar might make it in before them, they doubled down on that application process to get in. Uh, cool. Or what is it? Uh, All right. Well, there's- like second contact or like lower decks when they have to choose their communication number. It's a big deal. They're like, they're like what number Federation planet are you? Well, we were coming up to a nice round number, but Fragonar is going to sneak in and take that number. If we don't get our application in first, uh, it's very section 31. Cool. 
That's right. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's lots to play with. I think it's that is a good something that I think we could all get behind. Limited DS9. Three. It's not what we're gonna get, basically. but hey, well, yeah, I know. I know. Not even close. Well, we're not gonna get a Section 31 movie, so I don't even know. Yeah, why you're... Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> we're in, no one's putting any Latinum down on that. We're not. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> They're like, no, guys, it's it's in pre production now that the writers are back. I'm like. They were back before, and there was still a thing that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. <clears throat> Unless you made that part of the deal of ending the strike. You got to write this particular movie. Oh, boy. All right. Well, any final thoughts? Or do you have secret thoughts? Where did the <laughs> no, black badges come in? How, like, make them yeah. make sense. Like, even, like, even, like, like, oh, we just use it at the headquarters. Like, Make it make sense. Well, it's clearly that that's a different organization. I mean, they say Section 31, but it's run very differently than how it's run later on. So, because mm-hmm. they have ships and stuff. And, like, it does not seem to be the way that it's uh, operated in the in the uh, other treks. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, Darren, if folks uh, want to know where they can find your secret archive, where can they find you? Uh, they can go to section31.com. No, uh, they can go to drsci-fi.com, D-R-S-C-I-F-I. And folks, if Daniel, uh, you want to tell folks how they can copy and paste their own fleet, they can find you. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. It's lazy and boring. But you can find me uh, at 1UpDan. And if folks want to know about how um, that crazy <laughs> Sloan Ranky wore that one time with the four pips in the line underneath it, um, they can find me on Instagram at C-A-P-T-S-F-U-F-P. All right. I'm Philip Gilpus. I'm Daniel Pru. And I'm Darren Moser. Stranded here, or are we, on City Alpha 3. <laughs> Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.